0: The prospects of sustainable peace is to go back and address right, the root causes right, in order to avoid a deja vu, a repetition of what we went through for the past a decade or more years. Right. We should go back and address things like corruption, deprivation, you know, um, neglect of the youths and women you know, those are the issues, and those are exactly the kind of issues I think even journalists should be addressing now. The issues of economic hardship, it's, 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 it's even more serious now than it has been, even the war days. Leone is not only the last, but actually it's, it's re- entrenching it's, itself in the, the, the factors that actually led to the war. And that's the situation. It's, it's, unpo- it's unfortunate. I mean, there are a lot of rhetorics, there are a lot of uh, uh, policies put in place you know, for this and that, for governance reform, for anti-corruption, for uh, uh, poverty reduction. But these are just documents, they're just words. People need to be sensitized, people need to be consentized. People need, even the politicians, they have to see a reason why the war came. And a human being who has been in a system for 75 years cannot be expected to change in two minutes. It has to take time, it is a process.
1: The whole peace process has not addressed the governance issue. They have left it out completely and they have left it in the hands of the government who, in the first place, were part of the causes of the war. And you are asking them to address that? It's not possible.
0: The main disease, I can assure you, is corruption. We've forgotten about the gun, but there is still another weapon. (laughs) That is corruption. And until and unless we get rid of that, I'm afraid. Because I will not stand seeing you, eating what is my own due. I will not allow you. I will surely tell you, say, no, Sam, that is wrong. Do the right thing, you see. So it's like, when people really, when authorities really try to put corruption under control, this country will be in a good position.
1: And obviously, this is the computer age, this is the human rights age, this is the age of good governance, this is the age of democratic participation, where the majority people actually should decide what to do. And yet, this country is being held hostage by a small number of people who believe in in one-party rule, who believe in authoritarian governments, who do not believe in accountability of transparency, and who do not believe that the individual has the ability. Women do not even constitute 10% of every decision-making process. Women are not on the table where the decisions are made. If you look at the para we have over 40 para We don't have one woman who is a chairman. We have the Electoral Commission. There is no woman. Yet women constitute 50% of the voting population.
0: One of the things that will continue to concern me is that until the problems are addressed here of the unemployed um, and educated youth um, there is always the potential for say another Sanko to come along or whatever and sort of galvanise them and persuade them that if they follow him into the bush and the AK-47s they, you know, they can get what they want. Um, governments in the international community are finding it very difficult to address that problem.
1: My, one of my biggest problems I have with the international community, and I think, is the way they operate. Decisions are made as what to do, when to do it before they arrive here. People have a preconceived idea what are the needs of the people before they come, and they bring resources based on that.
0: We are trying to ask the government to make sure that whatever investment comes into the country takes. The, the agenda of the country into account. For instance, the, the, the investment in the mineral sector, which has been a major factor in, in fueling the war, to be reorganized and coordinated you know, in such a way that there is accountability and transparency in this, in such a way that the people benefit.
1: We feel we have the potential, we have the resources, we have the manpower. What we don't have is the know-how. And that's what we expect people from overseas to help us. Because this issue of intergovernment relationship, not wanting to discourage the government, not wanting to affect the government, I think is not helping us. Because if they put their conditions and say, for us to be able to give you this money, which we are collecting from our people in any case, we don't pick it up from the tree, people pay taxes. We want to make sure this money is spent in the right way. The African people should stop being seen as beneficiaries and recipients. People should start seeing them as partners in development. And so that these people can take control of their own destiny and run it. So we do blame the international community because they can set up conditions. They only do set up conditions when it suits them. You know, for the last 10 years, 11 years, it was too bitter,
0: too much of destruction. We've not even been able to repair all the houses back yet. You might see that. So who's going to talk about fighting again?
1: People have realized that no, we don't need to pick up the guns, but we can say our mind. And we've made the statement that whatever happens, however bad the government may be, it's still no excuse for the military or any other armed group to get up and take arms and shoot their way to power.
0: But well, if government keep resisting and say you just talk, we're not doing anything, then that means we're going to revert back to war. But I see that they are like accommodating people. They are allowing people to talk. That's a sign. That's a sign, definitely. But the other part is, if you, think you allow people to talk, you also have to push up to say, we want action. We want changes. And this is, where, this is what we are fighting for. We will talk and talk and talk. We will sing and sing and sing. But we need action. We need proactiveness from government.